Okay, so this is episode one for Transformation Train. You can slide it up to lock it. What's in the way? There you go. Alright, so we're officially live. Well, and let's start with the question of like, so we had this, we're having this conversation and we're talking about uh, privilege, but specifically the conversation white privilege. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those of you that can't see us, Matt and I are both white. Uh, so if a person says to you, you, you know, white privilege or you're, you're privileged because da, 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 mm-hmm. what do you feel? Um, like any of my accomplishments, anything I've ever strove for to like, like succeed in wasn't because I actually worked hard. It was just because it's basically saying it was just given to you without any effort. And that's like, that's not true for me. And, um, it's also like. Like, when we look at the whole political spectrum of what's happened since Obama been in office, and now we have Trump, uh, like, I feel like disassociated with my old, some of my friends that aren't of the same political viewpoint. And I'm not even, personally, personally, I'm not liberal, I'm not Republican, I'm libertarian. Like, from my view, it's like, well, from white privilege, like, you're basically, my experience is like you're basically saying nothing I've ever done for myself is out of my own effort it's just handed to me okay cool so you have the, so those two things collapsed mm-hmm. so no effort means it's handed to you mm-hmm. which in one sense makes sense but those are two totally separate meanings right or like my life's been handed to me on a silver platter and I'm like my experiences of life growing up to now some things were really great to be honest with you, and there's some other things that were like complete nightmare. Okay, perfect. So the, you know, so again, the, the purpose of these recordings and why we're sharing this is the whole concept of transformation. Mm-hmm. I would, I would say like, this is one of the things that pops into my head sometimes, which is my experience of my past is what determines my experience of the future yet to come. Okay. So if I'm like, if I can, you know, and it's like to a certain extent, I can acknowledge certain things were handed to me. Like I was born, not handed to me, but I was born into a certain environment. My parents had a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. For me, it actually shifted. I had parents that had a certain amount and then all of a sudden they got more. Yep. Um, but like, what's interesting is like, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm connected to and I'm holding on to this reality of that. No, 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 I got to work hard. Mm-hmm. And then you just says, okay, great, you got to work hard. And then you're like, okay, great, I want to be a millionaire. How come it's so hard? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, because you said you got to work hard. Mm-hmm. I've been actually having people show up for you to remind you it could just be given to you on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. But you argue with them. Mm-hmm. You want to be justified inside of hard work. Mm-hmm. But then you get mad that it's hard work. Weird how that works. And it's and it was, what's interesting is like to, to ask the question of like uh, if they've said this already in in wisdom, of course that Matt's in that I've been in before. How good are you willing to have it? But another way of asking that question is how easy are you willing to have it? Let's see. It's so funny you say that because my first go-to answer in that is like, at this point in my life, I'm like, could you like. Like on a bicycle where you crank it up really high and you're like trying to pedal and you can barely pedal. I'm like, can we put the resistance all the way back down like to where it's like nothing again? Like that would be great. But then I notice right when I say that, it's like there's a sense of guilt. Like, oh, 
you took the easy way out. Okay, good. So, so then noticing the guilt, right? Because remember, uh, Matt and I were doing some different exercises, communication exercises right before this. And I had said that one where I had to deliver and then you said no pass. It mm -hmm. was like you were showing me that I knew it better than you or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I said that I felt shame. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what's funny is, and you've known me, we've been friends, I... I want to become a coach, right? And I, I mean, I already coach in a certain aspect, but there's this whole other vision of reality that I want to experience mm -hmm. that I feel like I'm not capable, like I'm not connected to, I'm not able to do. I was, I was going to say capable. I'm like, no, I'm capable of it. It's just not, it's not easily there. And I was like, oh, because shame's in the way. Oh. See, just like for you, guilt's in the way. Yeah. And if I, if I won't, if I won't be with shame and if you won't be with guilt. Yeah then you can't you can't bridge the gap between those two things so so let's talk about that then um on the transformation train what's in the way how do you how do you disappear those things like for anybody that's listening to this type of conversation that's willing to take it on and, and be with this conversation and like have it for themselves how do you what's there to shift about shame or what's there to shift about guilt that that any listener listening to this conversation specifically would be like, with or without any type of formal training in, in these types of conversations around transformation, could be like, oh, that's what they mean? Oh, I'm, they would go look for wherever's in their way to have what they really want in their life and go just disappear really quick. So behind shame or behind guilt, what's, how do we... So the way, the way I look at, I mean, if you look at any of this, to me it's like, you're living life, a thought pops into your head. It's usually a thought and feeling. And then those two things combined seem real, right? If you're okay. thinking something and you feel the same thing, they're in alignment, it makes sense that you <clears throat> believe them. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you believe it, that becomes real for you, right? So shame, for me, talk about shame, right? So like... Uh, Remember how earlier I was telling you this guy back in the past, a friend, uh, he's actually a friend of mine, but I was like, there's something about this guy. And I realized the first time I met him in a social, he said this thing. And I was like, the shame goes back to like a, a sexual thought. It's like, it's like I was taught growing up to, you know, I, I don't, I, I bought into this idea that as a human being, if I think about sex, that that's bad. Right? I shouldn't objectify women, I shouldn't view pornography, these types of things. Mm -hmm. And yet I think about these things. Mm -hmm. These things happen. Yeah. And then, but inside of that, somewhere along the line, I made up, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't. Like a looking good for some purpose. Well, and not, not look at what was like, yeah, to, it's like to fit in with everybody else and to follow the rules. And obviously there's, it's, it's you know, these things are sort of multifaceted. But in terms of shame, it's like, if you shouldn't do something, and then you do it, you know, that's a good equation for shame. Oh, perfect. Thanks. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, but ultimately, it starts from the saying of, that shouldn't happen. Now, the shouldn't happen, like, we can all agree you don't want to go into debt, you don't want to get divorced, like bad things, right? Sure. But, like, it's insane to say... You know, if I made up something like, if I were to jump off a building and fall to the ground, and I'm like, well, that shouldn't have happened. 
you'd be like, that's insane. Because yeah. why would you argue with reality? Why would you argue with gravity, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if a human being is just thoughts pop into their head, and for you to say that that shouldn't be when that's the way it is, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, so ultimately, the, the, so I said all that so, so that a person can, like, when they get present to it, first of all, notice that you don't actually know what guilt is. Notice that you don't actually know what shame is. I mean, if we were to define that now, I mean, what would that look like? Because if it, I could see immediately I couldn't come up with Webster's Dictionary definition of guilt or shame, I can speak to it from like what it feels like in my view. Exactly. Now, the funny thing is when you talk about the feeling, you're just going to use more words mm -hmm. that talk about more feelings. Mm -hmm. um, because that's the other thing we want to look at is you actually want to be with the feeling. Okay. Because it's the feeling that's causing the resistance, mm -hmm. right? Like, uh, what, what again is the title of this? Transformation train. What's in the What's way? What's in the way? Bad feelings. Mm -hmm. Like the simple answer is bad feelings. Mm -hmm. uh, we avoid pain, move towards pleasure. Mm -hmm. Now, inside of what we're talking about, you can hack the system to get your system to be rewired the opposite way. Go towards pain, resist pleasure. But only the, And the only reason you would do that logically is because you know you're going to get more pleasure later. People, you know, and if you don't do that, then you're masochistic or whatever the fuck, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, twisted story about that. What's that? Something twisted. Well, it, it, or you just, but, but the funny thing is, like, in some way, people that do those types of things, they derive pleasure through pain. Like, sure. you cross the wires and whatever. Yeah. It's all made up, but, because really, uh, this is like, you know, what do you want in your life? Because it's. Because that's where, too, our title is really great. Um, but also know, know, what's, uh, know where you're going. Like, yeah, we're talking about what's in the way. But the key really is, like, know where you're going and know what the end goal is and have that be as clear as day for you. Mm -hmm. Because if, if you knew... See, I said I want to be a coach and uh, I, I, you know... I do my work at my level and it requires there's already a certain level of being with shame that I have to be with yeah. that, that inevitably will pop up if I make a mistake or if I get something wrong um, and, and really it's funny though because my mind just says well if to do this thing that you haven't done it's probably going to be worse you know like what if you makes me wonder like what if it's not mm -hmm. you know like the sense of guilt like it's like, well, I can't, uh, for me, sometimes I feel like I shouldn't have nice things because I feel guilty. Like if I have tons of stuff and then I see people that don't have tons of stuff, I feel bad yeah. now, whether it's right or wrong, but then, but usually I, I've come to understand that person is living the life they want, whether they know it or not, because I've never wanted to panhandle. So I never have. Yeah. <laughs> But, well, see, that's really interesting, too, because I, I believe that, or it looks like in my view, uh, people that end up doing that mm -hmm. uh, feel like there's nothing, no way out. Like, there's a sense of hopelessness or a sense of, like, they can't have anything better than that. So, 
they end up doing that, and it's a decision versus like actually choosing it. Like, this is actually something I'd really like to do, and then I'm going to go do that. Well, and the thing is, is like, whether it's a decision or a choice, if you're not conscious of it, like, because you and I have talked about, there's a whole distinction around choice and like decision, and if you look at, if you look at the definition of that and the, you know, the Latin term and, um, to kill off, right, side, in this, whatever, C-I-D-E in the Latin sense is to oh, kill, okay. pesticide, herbicide, decide. All those words have the same thing in common. Something's dying. Oh, yeah. So the, the difference to me between a choice and a decision is it's some kind of thought or some kind of direction. A decision, though, closes your world down. Mm-hmm. It cuts something off. Yeah. Now, that's actually not bad because if you're cutting off the thing you don't want, uh, it's fine. Uh, I also get, though, that's the trick with what we're talking about because if you want... Uh, you know, for you and I, we tend to talk about it on a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's spiritual, you know, it's like there isn't anything that isn't. You can't, you can't kick something out of the whole system. Okay. You know, now they say that if you look at certain doctrines and uh, religious texts, they make it sound like that's possible. Mm-hmm. But think about it: if God is everything, what's not God? Even Satan. Satan's part of God, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even in the story, he was, an, he was a fallen angel. Right. Because who created him? Yeah, God. Right. So if ever you're living life thinking there's something you don't want, good luck with that. Yeah. Probably not going to work. Uh, but a choice, so it's really, and to me, I guess that's the difference, is are you going to focus on what you don't want, but choosing is like paying attention to what you do want, while still granting that might not always show up for you. Mm-hmm. So why were we talking about that? Well, it's like what's in the way, right? For, if mm. somebody was on this, listening to the, to the podcast, right, and they want to have something miraculous happen in their life, have some kind of thing that would either happen for them intentionally, such that they would have the life that they want, whether it be the car, the house, the woman, the man, the relationship, the family, the whatever it is that they're looking for so deeply, they don't know how to get there, what's in the way? Yeah. And we talked about shame and guilt. Like, oh, I'd be ashamed of myself if that actually happened because I'd have to do this. Or right. I have guilt because I, I go, it's like guilt and shame almost seem synonymous to me. Okay. In some relationship, just the words are spelt different and the spoken is spelt different, but the That's actual real. maybe context of, the, of them is the same. Okay. And um, so, so. You know, there's a ceiling called guilt or shame, and uh, still on here. Technical check. <laughs> We're still going. Good to know. Yep. So for those of you listening, this is the first time doing this. It's yeah. not super smooth. Yeah. Okay. So what were you saying about? Well, so like there's a ceiling of glass and shame, and let's say, for example, beyond that ceiling is where all the joy, happiness, and love for whatever you wanted actually showed up, like a miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So, um, so it's almost like underneath the, this glass is, is a human being, 
that wants this life, but they're trapped. So what's in the way of them getting out? Getting out from underneath this glass, or we'll call it ceiling of whatever you want to call it, uh, to where they actually want to be. Yeah, yeah. So, so, okay, so, um, what is, you said that, um, and this is all interconnected, but the shame and guilt, what is it, why would you say that those words are connected? Like, what, what do you think is the fundamental thing that has those words be connected? Like, like synonyms as opposed to antonyms, because they definitely don't oppose each other. Sure. Right? So what would you say that it is? Because it's like... Because shame, shame has a specific flavor to it. Yeah. Right? Whereas guilt is something that, as much as it's a feeling, it's also like... It's a little bit more objective, right? Like if somebody goes to a court case, they're either innocent or they're guilty. Right? But mm-hmm. guilt doesn't mean, like, you could be guilty of stealing a pencil or you could be guilty of committing murder. murder. Yeah. But shame is like... I mean, I suppose you could feel different levels of shame as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just in looking up the words, they both they both point back to wrongness. Yeah. Uh, shame says a, a painful feeling of humiliation and distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. And then... It's, it's so interesting to me, because, like, other words... But the, think about that. You basically, you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. You're on the negative spectrum. You're mm-hmm. on the negative end of the spectrum of right wrong. Yeah. And then guilt, the fact of having committed a specified or implied offense or crime, um, which is the same thing, a feeling of having done wrong or failed in an obligation. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's against the backdrop of right. Right. I. Well then, okay, so I did the thing that I shouldn't have done, such that I feel guilty. Or, uh, well, and that's the other thing I find interesting, like what I was saying about the thoughts and feeling shame around certain sexual thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody tells me, don't think this, mm-hmm. you can't actually do that. Right. If they'd say, well, the idea is, I mean, in, in religious terms, they do say a little bit, focus on God, focus on good things. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I knew, if I knew that, oh, I just need to switch my perception, like, and really that's the point is like, what, so what we're saying inside of this whole conversation. Well, so can I create something instead of switching your perception? Like I almost look at it as like an hourglass that you switch upside down that all that sand is the energy that's pouring into what you have, what you want to have happen or, or like, uh, have shifted. Yeah, exactly. Where your energy is going. Right. So that's like... Uh, and again, this is why it's it's tricky, is because what's happening in your inner world is not just a vision, per se. Or, you know, when people say imagination, it's like, what does that even mean? Like, to me, that means a picture in my mind. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is if it's a really real imagination, it's... There are sounds and there are feelings. Mm-hmm. It's a whole inner world of like I can feel something yeah. strictly because I'm present to it, even though it's not actually doesn't exist in real out in the real world, mm-hmm. right? Um. So, 
to be able to like notice how you feel and to be able to get because here's a question for you if you feel bad how do you start feeling good hmm Part of me thinks there's a, well, a couple things I noticed. One is just feel good about it. Like, okay, enjoy the actual experience of what you got, regardless of what you, you did to get there. Right? Like, just kind of. Right, but what if what you got is feeling bad? Hmm. Well, it's interesting because when I look at my own life, like, you know, I still deal with things from, like, my son's mom and I split in. Yeah. Because that that all of a sudden just occurs like a pile of feel bad. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't just any pile of feel bad. Right. That was like kind of a long-term feeling. So, and like for me to kind of flippantly say, oh yeah, just feel good about it. It's kind of like, F you. That's not going away right away. It's taking time almost. Well, and that's why I asked the question because, so here's, here's my answer to it. Okay. And this is the counterintuitive part. Step number one, be with the badness. Mm-hmm. By be with the badness, what do you mean? It's like you have to first acknowledge that that's what you have. Mm-hmm. And that you don't know. Like, it, as much as you, you so almost have to admit defeat. Like, I was having a conversation with Ashley, my partner, the other day. And I said that uh, uh, we just decided to get some coaching together. And I, it was hard for me. And I shared with her after the fact. I did it. But I realized what was hard about taking the coaching was I said, it feels like I have to admit defeat. Mm. And that scares me because it's like, who wants a partner who's weak? Mm. Like, defeat occurs like weakness. Yeah. So as much as this is a good thing, how do I, you know, I'm sort of afraid that later on it could be used against me. Like, you don't know what you're doing. See, we had to hire somebody to help us. And it was like, and yet in my mind there was like a, no, I know that I know how to do this and I can admit I don't know how to, I don't know how to do what they're doing. Mm. So I'm going to, I can be okay with if my partner, if they said something about that, um, because I can create my own solutions, but I'm hoping that with the help of this coach, the solutions that we create will be faster and more efficient. Mm. I can do anything on my own. I know that. But I'm also what I consider wise enough to realize if there's somebody that can help me do it faster, why not do that? Yeah. Right? Like, I can build my own home. I have no plans to do that. I'd rather hire people to do that. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, but being with the negativity, like, being willing to admit, oh, I'm afraid, or, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here, yeah. or um, that, sure, I could get results in 10 years, but I, I don't know how to do it in three years. Yeah. And then um, it's the being able to be with that in the first place that's going to open the door to relieving the pressure. Because I, I think the other thing, too, is, like, I think... You know how that people say time heals all wounds? Mm -hmm. Such a bunch of bullshit. Okay. First of all, time creates all wounds. (laughs) You need time in order to have them. Yeah. Because if if you're okay right now, but you have a wound, Mm -hmm. where did it come from? Okay. The past. Sure. You need time Mm -hmm. in order to acknowledge that whole thing. 
And that too, this idea of like time heals stuff, it doesn't. Time allows you to forget. Mm. Which then puts you under the illusion that it's gone. Yeah. When it's like, no, it's like some, uh, it's like something you move, like, do you ever like a box of old stuff that when you move houses you kept all this stuff like mm-hmm. you know there's stuff you have you don't even know you have yeah or you forgot about yeah so it's like it's like uh, and if you don't tend to something it's not necessarily that it's getting worse but then I think our life is then limited by that so like unacknowledged emotions or feelings of some sort that were negative that you just kind of swept under the rug and like pretending like they're not going to get you like maybe it's like some kind of identity of tough right yeah well and and like so in the context of like relationship right it's like if you had a relationship end that didn't go well and so you leave that person you think oh oh it's that person right there's something that happened it's not me it's over there it's out there somewhere so I'm just gonna not pay attention to that and I'll go find another area most likely you're not like I, I can only speak from personal uh, experience and then the people that I know I don't know anybody who then went on to have a successful relationship that wasn't willing to acknowledge the last one that failed Oh yeah, like it failed, and like they told. Meaning, what I got from that is like where they talked about what they didn't do in the relationship that would have made a difference. Yeah, exactly. Like they're and, responsible for that. Yeah, and also just being responsible for sometimes the failure, which isn't a failure at all, is I didn't want to be with that person. Yeah. I was with them under a certain set of circumstances and thought they were this way, and then I came to realize that they weren't that way. Yeah. And it wasn't, e- it wasn't even necessarily deception, because a lot of it can be like a lack of self-awareness from both people's parts. Yeah. And then once you realize, oh, I actually value this and you value that, and okay, cool, then I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Yeah. Like, we can coexist, but I want to give you space, yeah. because I don't want my life to be, my life's going to be different. So I can, I love you, but I'm not going to be in partnership with you. Yeah. And if you won't, but again, it's like, if you can't talk about that whole thing and again, goes back to the feelings. Like if you can't feel the feelings, most likely you can't talk about it Yeah. or talking about it is then going to bring up guilt and shame and anger and whatever might be there. Mm-hmm. But then if you can be with it and so as much as being with it is like a discovering it and like looking words up and like learning something new, mm-hmm. it's feeling something you haven't felt before. Let me see if I understood that correctly. So, let's say you're somebody that's in a long-term relationship doesn't work out. You know, we're together for years, married, engaged, or just boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever that looks like for a long time, and then you break mm-hmm. up. One person could be left with complete love experience, like devastation, like heartbreak, sadness, hopelessness, depression. Like they could go through those severe, extreme emotions. Where the other person might be like, "Yeah, I'm complete. Uh, I graduated from that relationship and on to my next life, part of my life." Now, for the person that's whoa, 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 don't go concept on me. I want your experience, because it, because if this, see, if you're telling me that you're the one that walked away complete mm-hmm. great but I have the suspicion that you're telling me they walked away complete and you didn't oh sure sure 
but we can only talk about our uh, we can only talk about our own experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can talk about other people's experience, but it's goofy because how many times have you thought somebody was thinking and feeling something, and then you ask them, "Hey, what's going on?" And they said, yeah. "Oh, I was thinking about chicken wings." So, like, so there's like, um, what maybe bring more value or power to this conversation specifically for the podcast is to talk about specific personal experiences such that it actually resonates versus some kind of cerebral out there. This this relationship that we know have happened. And talking about the thoughts and experiences, right? Okay. Yeah, because we want to talk about reality. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And rea- See, we can. I can tell you of a reality where I've never had my heart broken. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, or just as I said, you know, it's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. So it's like now the funny thing is is inside of the inside of this idea that you know the relationship ended, I'm upset, they're not upset. Mm-hmm. That's such a racket. And without getting into, for the sake of the podcast, what a racket is, it's I'm getting something from painting myself the victim. Because, number one, if I really want something, I don't accept the, I don't accept it ending. I just don't. I, I keep fighting for it. Now... Uh, and it's uh, funny enough because I had a conversation with Ashley last night where I got present to there's this thing of like well if you don't want me then fine yeah if you don't if you don't if you're not going to put in the effort if you're not going to put in the same amount of effort I am or if you don't value what I value then I'm not inviting you yeah taking my toys away something like that yeah Yeah, that's a young conversation and it's and it's like and it's interesting because it's like uh, I was telling her this from the context of what I do going to these golf tournaments having people come to golf tournaments Mm -hmm. I'll invite people but at the same time I don't want them to I want you to do what you want to do now if you're legitimately like well what I want to do is support you in what you love okay great come to this event I would love that um but it's not, you know, and I share with people and I open it up and I say I'm in town and tickets and that. But at the same time, I don't want people to to sell themselves out, to sell their dreams out and their passions out mm-hmm. to follow what I'm up to. Yeah. Um, you, you want everybody to have it all for themselves and for you. Yeah, exactly. And, and, to, get, and to get that, like, if you're happy, if, if you're not coming to my event, is because you're going to be more happy. I'm super happy about that. Yeah. And it it's uh, you know now my reaction sometimes is not in alignment with that, but my practice is to be somebody who who lives life that way for myself and supports others in doing that. Because if if I in inside of living life that way, life will be great. Mm-hmm. And and if the relationship <coughs> is an important friendship or if it is an important partnership. Yeah, it might not. We might not always line up at a Tuesday at seven p.m., but we can find some other time to grab lunch, or you know, like you'll you'll make it work for the person you really want to make it work for. Yeah. Um. But then going back to like, it's like if it doesn't work, uh, you know, going back to the relationship thing and the, you know, when it doesn't work out and one or both people leave. I, although I assert both people leave. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but because ultimately people don't I don't want to live my life 100% in service to somebody else right and, and I'm okay with that now the funny thing is growing up I thought I did want to do that yeah. I would say stuff like well I want to make sure other people are happy okay and it's like I don't want to make sure other people are happy I don't know if I agree with that but maybe circumstantially maybe but ultimately well here's the caveat are you happy or not? I'd say I have more days uh, currently that aren't as happy than there are days that are happy. Do you want to be happy? Yeah. Okay, great. There you go. Like, my, my concern is now... You know, it's, it's up to you. Yeah. And there's like, uh, you know, basically being concerned with something that's not really up to me. And that's fine. I mean, it's like if, if somebody wants to engage me in, in helping them with that game, hey, I, I notice I'm really unhappy. I notice I don't know what to do about it. Can you help me? Yeah. Then I may say yes. I may say, oh, yeah, I've got time. I'll do that. Yeah. And most of the time I do do that for friends and family. Mm-hmm. But it's super rare. I mean, how often do people consciously admit I'm unhappy and I don't know what to do about it? Yeah. I mean, if you're to that point, you're probably already getting professional help. So. Okay, so... Uh, how do you want to wrap this thing up? Well, I guess how I would look at that is to say, if we were going to leave anybody with the first this first episode, if you will, about what's in the way on the transformation train, right? This, this podcast. Um, what would we say? Like, what would be like a one or two sentence, or even a one word? If it took well, that? the thing I want to say is that that I I hate that title. So those of you listening that have the sense of like that's a bad question, I totally agree with you. Hmm. Uh, and and he, and here's what I'll say about that: that for me, that title came about when you and I were hanging out another day, and we were doing our own transformative work and looking for ourselves mm-hmm. what's in the way. Yep. But that was only spurred on by, here's where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So really, the uh, is to, to have people be left with, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want in life? And get clear about that for yourself. Crystal clear. Uh, if you've ever heard it before, write out the perfect day. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, like for me, that's what it's. I could see that's why I was reluctant to do this podcast because I'm like, who am I to teach anybody? I don't know where I'm supposed to be in five years, and yet it's a valid question to ask yourself because it will, it will uh, get you to start thinking about what it is you want. Yeah. So get clear about that. Mm-hmm. Now, why we did the podcast the way we did is as soon as you get clear about what you want, life will reveal what's in the way. Mm-hmm. So we start talking about that, but. If you don't know where you're going, uh, it doesn't. There's that stoic saying that says, um, "If you don't know where you're going, anywhere will do." That's the that's like the Alice in Wonderland one. But there's a stoic one about sailing. Hmm. Like, if you don't know the direction you're going, then it doesn't matter where the wind's blowing, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay. And it's true, but but also knowing life, like if there is an experience of like, if you would say, "I don't know what I want, but I'm upset," well, then look at take your upsetness and notice like what's missing like or whatever you're experiencing and then uh, play with well if you had the opposite how would that be so if you're angry whatever the opposite of anger is or if you 
I've dealt with in my life feeling insecure in social settings, right? Mm-hmm. So then it's like, well, what would it be like if I was super confident? Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Right? And then, and then that then became the game. How would I be a confident person? Hmm. How does somebody develop that? Okay. So for me, that's what it would be. It was like, because ultimately I want to leave people with, don't focus on what's in the way. Uh, you get what you focus on. So focus on what you want. Focus on where you're going. Uh, see yourself as already being the person that has those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I guess that's the thing. You can We'll share more about what that looks like because it's there's more to it. It's not like a fake it till you make it kind of thing, but it is kind of. Sure. Well, that's interesting. Thanks for saying that. Um, and those of you that agree with Andy about the, the question and, and that wasn't asked maybe uh, wasn't an accurate question for you to ask for this I would also like to throw in there too um, for those of you that did thought, think that was a good question you can look at uh, what is that you want but then also to examine in my view uh, why like, why is it that you want yeah, that Yeah, 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 deepen it. Deepen it. I love looking that. at why, and then get really clear about why do you want that, and if it's not there, why would you want that why? Like, Yeah. To go there and then examine from where you want to go in life, what would it be like to have those things in place? And what things then, again, would you do or what we would say is well the that's the thing you it's take. like you're right just get crystal I mean and that's the funny thing is like if you get crystal clear about the vision it's amazing how the doing takes care of itself mm-hmm. it really I, I mean I realize that sounds but it's like look at anything in your life just look at anything in your life that you've done that took a, a certain amount of significant time there was some kind of vision there was some kind of like I'm doing this Lots, it's funny when I look like baseball was like so my dad wouldn't be mad at me and I actually ended up liking baseball for a while but I remember I wanted to quit like when I was in fifth grade and my dad's like you're gonna call all your teammates and tell them why you're quitting and instead of like wanting to do that I was like I'm just gonna do baseball and then I look to like anything else I've done in my life a lot of times like around cage fighting was like to get women at first it was like to get women and then I actually fell in love with the sport and then it was more about the training and having the fun of it than necessarily meeting a woman but that was just kind of a perk that came along with the fighting thing and like the NBA thing was more about me personally because um, I didn't know what else I wanted to do with my career but I hated working for corporate America I hated corporate America but I knew like I couldn't figure out what I really wanted to do at least I'd have an MBA and that would like open up a little other doors for like corporate America until I did figure out what I wanted to do which then, you know, left me with a stockpile of debt. However, a couple of letters behind my name, which is at some level feels good, but hasn't really translated to, let's say, more money or some type of idea of what I really wanted to do in life. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, again, that's another interesting distinction is like, what do you want to do in life versus who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And that, that may not sound like a big difference, some people it will, some people it won't, and yet there's it's it's very very different, mm-hmm. very different. Because mm-hmm. also getting like you can be somebody who uh, without being clear about what you want to do, 
But it's like even somebody who isn't okay with saying what they want, there's a certain being to that whole thing. Mm -hmm. He's like, I just, I just want to eat pizza and get high. There's a certain being to that. Mm -hmm. um, and I just say that because it's like, from my perspective, the times where I had, I was in a good situation and left it, and then all of a sudden found myself with a bunch of debt. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at like who I was being, and it was like, oh, I was being somebody who didn't deserve, who had to spend money before I could make it. Mm. And it was like, okay, great. I mean, but then I'm like, you know, now playing with the idea of like, why can't I just learn and make money, money simultaneously? Mm -hmm. I don't want to buy into the, like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go into debt first before I can be rich. Like, that whole, you know, it takes money to make money. No, it doesn't. It takes resourcefulness to make money. <laughs> Resourcefulness. Yeah. Cool. Well, then, um, where do you see this going for next time? What would we talk about next time? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, we could ask people what, what kind of things they want to see in science transformation. So here's what I would say. So first of all, if there's anything... Anything that's been said on this podcast that you love, that you hate, that you, you're indifferent about, comment, tell us we're wrong, tell us we're right, tell us you loved it, challenge us. Hate us. Exactly. Challenge the conversation. Um, and then in terms of where this is going, I've already tried that whole, give me feedback. People in the popcorn gallery, give me feedback. People don't, uh, I'm not, so I'm actually calling you out, audience, anybody that listens to this, if you have a great idea, give it to us. And if you do, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to do whatever I want to do um, and talk about whatever I want to talk about because that's the only thing I can count on. Because if I ask for your help, what if you leave me hanging? Mm -hmm. um, so there was something that I was, when I was sharing and then you were sharing, um, but maybe, I mean, what I'm present to is like, we could talk about the why. Like, for me... So the next episode we could talk about the why? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Like why that's important. Why it's good to ask that question. Why it's annoying to ask that question. Mm -hmm. You know, what what are the good and bad parts of it? And then, you know, how does that sort of drive uh, you getting to where you want to go? Okay. Good. And then um, the next time we do this, when uh, today's... June 16th, Saturday, 2018. We need to set this up so that it's like an actual broadcast and we can do that professional stuff off the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Have a good night. <laughs>